We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We have wild and crazy bids on some rookies. We have the Reds throwing a no-hitter and losing the game. All coming up next on the Roto-Wire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Happy Sunday night, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I am Scott Jensen. Joined as always on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson. If you can please rate and review the podcast, we greatly appreciate that. Uh, it goes a long way towards helping us out, helping people find the podcast, etc. If you are joining us uh, live on one of the uh, live memes, definitely say hi in the chat. We're happy to answer some questions for you or uh, engage there. We appreciate everybody that's listening. We appreciate everybody that's watching. Uh, Jeff, how are you? I apologize for the red shot there, but how am I not going to take a shot when you throw no hitter and lose? <laughs> I know. Well, put it on a plate. Everyone will miss. Reds, Pirates, everybody. Oh, God. So Reds. So Reds. It's the most Reds result of the year so far. Um, what did Hunter Green ever do to deserve being a Red? Um, right. I don't know, man. It's, I mean, he shouldn't, you know, the thing is, they should have yanked him after the first walk. Um if they should have even allowed him to pitch this the eighth at all. So he he did he got the out, then he had two walks, and the, the third walk was another guy, right? Art Warren. Yeah. Okay, they're right. they're so-called best reliever. So and then a uh, fielder's choice scored the run, right? Correct. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah um <laughs> and I if you could sum up a, some of a Reds game in the last first month of the season, that'd pretty much be it. Yeah. And I, I read a report, and I don't even know if it's true, um that you know, they're, they, I, I, I didn't because I didn't notice. I, I just didn't see right away that the Reds didn't have anybody warming up to start the eighth, which is, if true, is just insane. That's I, brutal. Because I don't they, think you, it's true, but you figure like because he had definitely take him out after one hit, right? Like, yeah, I, I think you sure after. I, I would have taken him out after the first walk. I just really would. I mean, he threw 118 pitches, and oh, okay. God. That's maybe if you're Justin Verlander and you're throwing 118 pitches, it's one right. thing. It's Hunter Green, who's throwing 102 miles an hour, and he's 21 years old, and he's already had Tommy John surgery once. And yeah, you take him out. Don't. Yeah. And you and, certainly have to have somebody ready in case the first guy gets a hit in the first at bat. Like you want to get him right out of there. Like yeah. that's. Yeah, that's if they, if true, that is uh, that is definitely wild right there. But uh, yeah, there was a lot going on in baseball this week. I feel like uh, you know a lot of people talking on Twitter. It was kind of the give back week. A lot of these that uh, we had so many pitchers that were just rolling through with good ERAs. We had Carlos Rodon tonight. We had Tyler McGill. Oof. 
a lot of guys just got smoked this week. Like, like I, I think uh, Phil Dusso, the the main event champion last year, posted something like ERAs by week in the NFBC, and this was definitely the highest one. I don't know if that's weather warming, or maybe uh, maybe undeading the ball a little bit, but I don't know what it is. But a lot of those pitchers that everybody's kind of rolling in with uh, had some had some bad weeks. Had a lot of guys go on the IL today. It was uh, it was it was kind of a crazy day. Yeah, but, uh, should uh, yeah should be fun. There's a lot of uh, a lot of baseball to talk about, but. Uh, Let's take a look ahead. Let's take a look at uh, week seven a little bit. Another really busy week. I think we're seeing now the uh, kind of the effects of them missing that first week of the season where a lot of the makeup games are happening. We've got uh, we have three teams with eight games this week. Uh, I think it's the White Sox, Kansas City, and Arizona um, all have eight games. So we're seeing a lot of doubleheaders. And again, these are full nine-inning doubleheaders. So we're not getting the shortened games like we had last year. We have 13 teams with seven or more games. So that's, there's a lot of games going on this week. Um, should be a fun week. There's, uh, there's a lot of action across the league. Yeah, there is. Uh, you know, our ace took four out of five from Detroit. Uh, looked pretty good. And then yeah. he- walked off Rizal Glacius in the first game of the yeah. doubleheader on Saturday. Yeah. Um, Barrera. Yeah. Luis, Luis that Barrera. One. That was uh, that was fun. That was uh, – and they, they had nine games a week. They won five of them. I, I would have taken the uh, – definitely would have taken the under on that. Um, they're still not very good, but at least showing a little bit of life. That series in Detroit was pretty good. I would not feel good if I was a Tigers fan, though. That is a uh, – that's a rough situation right now for a team that we thought maybe would sneak into contention. Uh, they're 12 and 23. And that's what's sweeping the Orioles this week. Yeah, that's true. Um, which is just wild. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it's really pretty bad uh, to see some of the, the offense at the issues that they've had so far, but Hey, maybe signs of life that, Hey, you're, you're that bad. And you got the Orioles walk in and get swept by him. So maybe yeah. there's some, you know, that's, how, there's just uh, a lot of bad teams in baseball. How, how about the NL West on the flip side though? Not a team under 500. That's uh it's pretty damn impressive. Yeah. Uh, and the diamondbacks yeah. having a winning record. I mean, I, I don't know if they still do. I know they did. They do. They're 18 and 17. Okay. So there you go. Pretty, pretty impressive there. Um, there, and it's the pitching. The pitching is really good. Um, it's been a lot better and, Brent Strom has gotten the appropriate amount of love. They, they they poached him from the Astros. I don't know what was going on because why would he ever leave the Astros unless it's just a lot of money or something like that. Or maybe right. he's from, going home. Maybe like Derek Johnson going to the Reds. But, you know, very impressive. The NL West is loaded. Although the Dodgers had to, you know, have a that miracle close. win today. Close. Yeah, they almost got swept. Yeah, by the Phillies. So. Yeah, but you know what? Teams go through ebbs and flows like this. Yeah, the Dodgers lost like four in a row at one point last year. They lost seven of eight at one point. They were yet they're really good. The Giants won six in a row and then lost the last two and got handed it to them tonight. Um, yeah, Carlos Carlos Rodon, who had been just nasty, finally gave it up. He gave a big way eight or eight earned runs. Like he uh, he gave it all back. He, it's funny how you were still earlier in the season when you look at someone Rodon who's been unbelievable and you look up and now his ERA is three and a half just based on one start. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, it, it, things can change, but also, you know, over time, it'll recorrect in the good way there too. If th- if he gets For back sure. on track too, yeah. so it's just one bad outing. Um, but yeah, it sucks when you get that there. You know, you Darvish had one of those early. McGill, yeah. as you mentioned, eight runs Ooh. in an inning and a third. Re- that leaves ZRA, a mark. Yeah, ZRA is like four four or something like that after being really good all year, and you just get the one. You go eight and runs in an inning and a third. It just it just blows up. Did so you try- cut him this week? No. In the case of Tyler McGill, I did in one league. Oh, At least you? I attempted to. How? Actually, uh, what? Uh, what size league did you do that in? I think it was yogurt. I got to double check. Um, I'm Are in you leagues, of the theory that he's going to miss more time than we think? It's an arm injury. Yeah, yeah. and it clearly affected his performance. Um, 
I did. I was not. I was unable to cut them. I only picked up two players. So I did drop Loisaga and Andrew Heaney. I know Heaney may come back at some point, but yeah, I can. I can always bid on him if I need to. You know, sometimes you just need the spot. But uh, Miguel's mom tweeted that he's fine. <laughs> yeah, I laughed. Yeah, I mean, I read. I read the news, and I. I, I it was positive enough that I was going to give him a week. Uh, I think he's. I'm a big fan of his, though. I want to see. I'm going to give him oh, a yeah. week and see what see what we're looking at here. So I was. Uh, I was in this in the spot right. I, I needed to cut him. I only have him. I have him to both my online championships. Um, so I was e- kind of easily able to get somebody uh, get into lineups there. But um, I'm not going to give it too long. But uh, I'm going to give another week here. See if we get some news. It sounds like he's going to be shut down for throwing for a few days and then kind of reevaluate. You know, if they're like, yeah, we're giving another two weeks, then maybe I think about it. But uh, for the moment, I'm keeping, but uh, definitely on watch, I would say. Yeah, that's right. I uh, No, I, I was an online championship, and in Scarf is where I have McGill and was not able to cut him. In right. those things. So hey, I know people are waiting with bated breath on that, but yeah, McGill and Lizardo, but Jesus Lizardo, both these are big yeah. velocity gainers mm-hmm. that went down with arm injuries. And that's always something I'm worried about. And Lizardo is the dreaded forearm strain that like yep. usually never leads to anything good. And it's like, it sounded like uh, I think Craig Mish, who has a re- is really good with the Marlin stuff. Like he's really yep. an insider there tweeted that he didn't think it was that bad, but um, I don't have him in any FBC leagues. I probably would have thought about it, but maybe would have held on for a week. Uh, so I didn't mm-hmm. have to make the decision. Um, so I can't really speak to it, but, uh, those, I mean, forearm strands, we've seen it 9 million times. Usually don't, uh, don't end up very well. No, they do not. Um, and I'm double checking to see if I've got them in any of those. I don't have them in any of the NFBC platform leagues either. So I don't think I have, I think the I, Lizardo, I might have in one like Yahoo league. That's it. But, yeah. uh, uh, someone was asking the chat as we're talking about guys who are you know struggling or had a rough week. Uh, Marcus Simeon, we talked about him a little bit last week, but another week with no home runs. Like it's crazy that we're at the point. I mean, I know we're still early. We talk about you know getting things move up and down, but we're still May fifteenth, and Simeon's at one fifty four mm-hmm. with no home runs. Like it's crazy. He's striking out less too, so that's not a problem. But he's just hitting. He's not hitting the ball hard. He's swinging and missing more. Hard hit rate is at twenty seven percent. Like that's among the you know, the, the kind of guys who steal bases and do nothing else, kind of the, some of these rabbits that don't hit the ball hard. 27% is really low. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like he's getting robbed by the, uh, I right. think it was Rasball that called it the wet paper bag ball. Um, <laughs> I did. I did like that. It's a good alternative to happy fun ball right there. Yes, it is. Um, yeah. He can't blame that though. Uh, I, I, I really feel like he's pressing to try to justify the contract. I, I, I do see that happen frequently. I don't think I he's mean, lazy. I think he, it's the all. I think he's just trying too hard. But and he did it before, like in 2020, he was up for a contract and pressed like the entire year. And it was you could just see it on his face. And I haven't watched. I don't watch obviously as much Rangers as I do A's. But you could see it that he was pressing that year. But then last year, I mean, he's playing for a contract and you know was an MVP candidate. So I don't know. But you look at hard hit rate, and he's he's eighth worst in the entire league right now of guys who are qualified at bats. Uh, Jeff, do you know who's number one in uh, least amount of or lowest hard hit percentage? Uh, kind of funny because there's a lot of talk about him in the offseason, and I told people not to draft him, so I feel good about this one. This has got to be Victor Robles then. Uh, well, he's he's always bad at this. Uh, no, Tony Kemp, 14%. Oh, yeah. Uh, just, nice love, guy, good human being, and a lousy fantasy player. Great yeah. guy, great teammate. Everybody likes him. But, like, the stuff of, like, oh, he's leading off. He can't not be good. Like, he just can't hit the ball very well. I mean, last he's under 20% hard hit rate in four or five years. That's pretty hard to do. Yes, it is. 
but nice guy. I I, I get it, but uh, it's uh, it's been really rough. I'm seeing him cutting a lot of 15 teamers. But uh, looking ahead at week seven, there are some teams with some really good schedules. We have the Rockies that are home all week, and it seems like uh, at least over the weekend, Coors Field was a little bit back to me. Coors Field, the the Rockies and Royals had some wild games. Today was another one. Uh, Rockies were down six nothing, scored seven runs. Then Daniel Bard, who's been great. Finally gave it up in the ninth, but uh, it's been a uh, it's been a little bit of a uh, little bit of a uh, old school course this weekend. There was a fourteen eleven game. Um, the Rockies have uh, they they uh, they host the Giants and the Mets. Um, they're facing four righties and two lefties. I just saw some. I kind of was in on some Sam Hilliard love. You know, he's facing four righties this week, but uh, it seems like maybe we're getting a little bit of a course offense back. Yeah, um, is it? I, I... This, the uh, conspiracy theorist in me thinks that MLB quietly slipped back some of the old balls um, yeah. and didn't tell anybody, which is something they would totally do. It's um, funny because like some games, it looked like I forget who it was, but someone had a home run. Uh, I can't remember. I think it's maybe Glaber Torres had a home run. I'm like, oh, there's no way that's out. And I'm like, oh, that looks like the old ball. But then you get a ball to like smoked in the outfield. So maybe there's a mixture of I. It, it's yeah, the Avicel Garcia one was the wet right, paper that's towel. The one. Ball. Yeah, it looked yeah. like that was going like 4:30, and it just landed in the first row. So. Ah. I don't know. It's uh, one of those things that I've stopped trying to figure out. I'm just trying to do the best we can with it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, y- the, one of the ones that was actually a homer was uh, Alvarez, uh, Yonder Alvarez. Uh, and against the Twins, he hit a ball to center. Did you just call him Yonder Alvarez? Yes, I did, didn't I? God. All right. Yeah, somewhere so, Yonder uh, Alonzo is fired up, and uh, you, you still think about him. Jordan Alvarez, um, <laughs> professional podcaster that i am uh hit a ball to center field it did go out cleared the fence but yeah. every beat writer was like dude that should have gone 450 and it bar- yeah. it was a, it barely cleared and i, then, I was like, watching that game and he hit that and i'm like oh that's gone and i was like oh, i can't believe that barely because the fence with a guy who's a massive you know top 10 probably in in pure power and it was like i couldn't believe it didn't it didn't go further yeah yeah and i mean he's got 11 homers he, he's fine but still it just yeah. illustrates that uh there, there's still some some improvement still left. He he rakes, by the way. I love I love Jordan. Oh, it's so fun. We both have him in our, our yep. Vegas mains. Uh, I wish I had him in both. One of those guys were like, if he hits a fly ball well, you're like, oh, that's gone. There's just like no, uh, there's no in between there at all. It's uh, it's usually good. It's gone. I apologize to our friend Anthony Gialli for besmir- bes- besmirching Tony Kemp, but uh, just one of those things that happens. But such a besmircher. Such a besmircher. Uh, we got some other teams with good schedules. I, I really like the Cubs this week. I was looking at some Cubs there. Uh, they have they have seven home games, three against Pittsburgh, four against Arizona. Uh, Got to like those matchups. The Dodgers have four against Arizona, three at Philly. It'll be interesting to see them go to Philly after struggling with the, with the Phillies this week. The White Sox have eight games. We talked about that. Five at Kansas City, three in, three in Yankee Stadium. Um, got a chance for a lot of offense this week, Jeff. It's hopefully, hopefully it'll be a fun one. Yeah, uh, the Dodgers could stand to have a couple fewer games right now with all their pitching injuries. They have 30 games in 31 days. Oof. And, yeah, they're uh, – and, you know, losing Kershaw was just a big, big blow to them. I yeah. mean, you, you know the risk came with the territory. That's why he got a one-year deal. But hate seeing it anyhow. It's it's just bad for the game when it happens. But, yeah, it's, they're, they're pressed right now. The kid they started today didn't do so hot. Um, and – you know they're they're going to be up against it for a while. Do you have any concerns about uh, Bueller or Julio Urias at the moment? Uh, off like uh, a I, didn't wish starts? I, you know, my better of the two main event teams has Urias, and uh, I'm like that's I, he and Eric Lauer were just taking at having a contest of who could give up more homers. Yeah, uh, and I think Urias won, but uh, it was I did not expect it. But then again, you know, Philly's lineup rakes. I mean, it does. 
the, the, I mean, you, you, when everybody's healthy and everybody's on as they were this weekend, and it was really hot this weekend in LA too. Yeah. Uh, the ball's going to fly. And pretty uh, pretty impressive what what Bryce Harper is doing. Oh right my there. gosh! Torn, torn UCL that he had a, he had the PRP injection today. But uh, you talk about a season where it's sure is a damn good thing the Phillies have the DH because Bryce Harper being the IL if not for the DH right now. Yep, it's he true. Would, he'd not be playing. He's having not a throw. Really, yeah, he's having a really good year right now. And you're right. I mean that lineup when it gets going. I mean they 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 keep, they keep coming at you. And even Gene Segura's hitting really well. Alec Bohm's over 300. Um, Segura, I think he had three home runs and three stolen bases this week. Like you talk about a a speed power week. Like that's a huge one right there. Yeah, that's massive. You know, if they can get everyone rolling at the same time, it's just crazy. Like Real Muto really hasn't even gotten on track yet. Yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, but Hoskins has had his moments. Uh, Schwarber's had his moments. Finally. This week was huge for Hoskins, which I needed badly because he had it's not for done the Phillies. much. Yeah. 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 It just makes their lineup so much longer when he's hitting well. Like they go, they go like six or seven deep now, whereas, you know, they were kind of four or five. And it's, uh, they're, uh, they're a team that you, as you, as if you get, uh, you know, in the summer here in pitching matchups, like they're a team that I'm not going to want a piece of, uh, throwing my starters against. Right. Now their, their bullpen still is an issue. That's still yeah. the problem for this team, I think. As uh, as as we saw today with with Corey Knebel, who was was horrible on Friday and got out of the inning, he loaded the base against the Dodgers, and then today he gave it up to Gavin Lux. So he did not uh, did not have a good weekend. It was Thursday that it was horrible. Oh, it was Thursday. Uh, That's right, four game series. You're right. Friday was like umpire atrocity day. I don't know if you remember seeing that game. The Trey Turner at bat to end of the game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I did two that. pitches that were just not even close. Not even, I mean, they started outside and, and moved farther outside. They're breaking pitches away, and there's no excuse to call them strikes except for the dump wanted to get home. And I hate to say that. I'm not a Dodgers fan, so right. I'll, I'll say it. Um, it was an atrocity. And it, it, it changed. And then he had to, and then he grounded out to end the game on a pitch that was even farther out because he had to swing. Right. And yeah, fully, fully changes that bats. Yeah. And you just, it's funny because you imagine you see like someone line, like, I can't really call this a strike or a strike or a ball. And you're like, Oh, it's close enough. But then you get some plays where you're just like, not even close. Yeah. Sometimes you can explain it like, oh, like tonight, uh, Yachty stole a strike. Okay, fine. Yeah. It happens. The, this was, I mean, Rio Muto even like, was like, oh, okay, I guess, or something like that. You could tell he stole it, but he didn't really steal it. I mean, it was yeah. obviously a ball. No, I, I hear you there. It's been there's been a there's been a few of those so far this year. Um, mm-hmm. A couple other good schedules before we move on to Fab. Uh, the Mets I like this week. They're four against St. Louis, then three in Coors Field. Uh, mm-hmm. The Astros, who are just just a machine right now, they're a really really good team. Um, Justin Verlander might be the best pitcher in baseball at the moment. Um, they are three at Boston, four against Texas. Got to really like uh, that for Astros bats this week too. Yeah, and the Astros arms are just yeah. rolling right yeah. now. Um, Christian Javier got hit around. He was the one guy that got hit this weekend. He was pretty bad, but you know, Verlander's great. Luis Garcia is just rolling right yeah, now. I like Luis Garcia a lot. Urquidy, you know, he needs to, Urquidy's kind of a weak link. He pitched well, but then got rained out. He only pitched three innings last time because of the rain in Minnesota, but you know, they need to get him on track. Framber Valdez is not allowing any hard contact. It's, it's a Jake, really strong rotation. Jake O'Dorese has given up one and run his last 18 innings too. Yeah. Well, interesting. What's going on? Three games at Boston to start the week, and Boston's woken up at the plate. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah, that should be a that should be a fun series. Now that, like you said, Boston's woken up a little bit. But we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Let's jump into Fab. It was a big Fab weekend. There was a lot of uh, a lot of bids, a lot of money out there. I uh, it's the first week I think where you know you got multiple bids in three digits, kind of across every single league. And every once in a while you see some stuff here and there, three or four bids. But it seems like every single league had some big bids. The the biggest one uh, was on George Kirby. I think I saw a someone tweeted that it was an average bid, average winning bid was three forty on Kirby across the uh, NFC hmm. main events. So. Um, kind of in that range we talked. We talked about him a little bit last week because I know he pitched last week, but wasn't eligible in FPC, eligible in other leagues. But you and I kind of talked about. I think we kind of came in the the three to four hundred range. And it kind of landed there. He didn't pitch great this week. He only had one strike at his start, but uh, you know still looked pretty good. Was throwing hard. Um, how did bats. he didn't? He only he only had one walk too. So yeah. that's he threw sixty of eighty nine pitches for strikes. Yeah, and that's just. And he only had seven swing and misses. I think that's just because he's facing the Mets. Yeah, I think you're just saying because if we had had like another, you know, an eight strikeout game, I think the, the price would have gone even higher. So maybe kept it yeah. in, a, in a little bit of a range. How did you treat Kirby this week? Were you, did you have teams where you, you need pitching and you decided to go for it? What was your kind of your, uh, not just like how much did you bid, but what was your strategy with Kirby this week? How aggressive were you? Um, and your general thoughts on, you know, you know attacking like a, this one big pitcher going for a huge, a huge price. I was only aggressive in two leagues, one online and, and in yogurt. Um, other leagues, I was just doing keep them honest bids. Um, and one of my two mains, he went for a reasonable price, went for 257 with a runner up of 209. Oh, that is pretty reasonable, yeah. Um, and the other main event, it went, he went for 511. Oh, with a runner up of 327. Wow. I, I think, you know, the, I think the answer here for the most part is how do you think the ball is going to be the rest of the year? Because if you think the ball is going to be, the debtor ball for the rest of the year, then you don't really want to go crazy spending on Kirby because you can find Jose Quintana with two good starts last, like he did last week, or, you know, 
two weeks ago, Eric Fede had two great weeks, two two good starts. Jake got a reason we just talked about had two shutouts uh, last week and people picked him up. So yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, do you do you are you how do you feel about Kirby in terms of like innings pitched in terms of actually do you think there'll be really good innings? Because my my biggest concern was how much he's going to throw. Like I just don't know. Sure. Um, you know, he's thrown what is it uh, thirty four and two thirds so far across Double A in the majors so far this year. Does he get up to a hundred? Like I can't imagine him going much higher than that. He threw was it sixty seven and, and two thirds last year in twenty twenty one. Obviously, he didn't pitch in twenty twenty, at least in terms of you know on our screens or on our stat boards. Um, I just wonder if like we're looking at like a cap of a hundred, and then I, I felt like it was a little bit tougher to to bid the four hundred dollars on him. I, I was definitely in on him. I want I'd, I'd like to get him where I needed pitching. I was in the I think I was in the high one hundreds, low two hundreds, which was which was. Like you said, I keep him honest, but I probably wasn't going to get him. But I, I wanted to be in on it. Um, I was a little bit worried about the innings. I think that I would probably, if I could go deep and deep and heavy on someone, I think it'd be Max Meyer over over Kirby. When yeah, he, when, he, uh, when he comes up. I mean, the thing is, you get Kirby now. Yeah, and I don't. I, we can't. I, you're right. We could be longer on Meyer. I don't think we're that long on Meyer. I mean, he might come up this week now that. Um, you know, Lazardo's out of the rotation, but it yeah. seems like they're going with Cody Petit at least uh, up right now. But um, they also right, have Edward Cabrera though too. So that's it, true. It's not a given that it's yeah. Meyer. I, I think it should be. Keep in mind too the Marlins' schedule. Uh, they play six this week. The following week they play five. Uh, uh, so they may not. They don't even need to bother then. That that's kind of what I'm thinking. That's why they're kind of maybe they're they're. Although Elisa Hernandez really could go now. I um, uh, I dry. I, I don't know if I, it's funny, like you, I, I tried to drop Eliezer. I don't know if I did in the minute. I had like eight conditionals. I think I might not have, <laughs> might not have ended up dropping him. It's a pretty uh, big waterfall you got there. I but... had a big waterfall and I had, he was my second drop. Uh, I want to drop him and Mitch Keller. Oh, I did drop him. I got Felix Bautista, it looks like, uh, for a yeah. little, uh, little close so, respect. So I, in, in terms to your question, though, about how many innings Kirby throws. Now, do they restrict him? By going six man rotation, or do they restrict him by having him throw fewer innings? Do they skip him when they have off days? I mean, I wonder how they treat it. I, I the Mariners are in a position where they're gonna they're playing catch up a little bit because the you know the Astros look great and the Angels don't look like they're going away anytime yep. soon either. Uh, I know there's expanded playoffs, but it's not that far expanded. Uh, there's no time like the present for the Mariners. They had such a bad like ten days prior to this weekend against the Mets that I think that. I don't think they can afford to be too judicious in terms of resting Kirby. But I, I, I don't know. It's just that's just me. But I, and it's not like Chris Flexen's throwing a ton of great innings right now either. Yeah. And it's funny because the three different ways they could do that. If they go six man, that's pretty workable for us fantasy wise. Like if he gets regular starts every seventh day, we can deal with that. Mm-hmm. If he goes short innings, that makes it really tough. If he gets skipped randomly, we don't know about that. Makes it really tough too. So it just uh, how right. they decide to strategize that alters like his fantasy value in a, in a pretty big way. Right. So I think they're, I mean, right now they have a stretch of games where they don't have an off day until uh, like next week, deep into next week, I think Thursday next week. So, you know, and right now they are, they're running with a five man. Um, So, so yeah, maybe they, they will just have them go five or six more often than not. Excuse me. I think they, didn't he go four against the Mets? Um, If so, that's a problem. Yeah. He went four against the Mets. Yeah. That, that's a problem. 
You know, uh, it is because it makes it really hard. To, I mean, obviously, wins are one of the four starting pitcher stats. And if you can't get, if he goes four, you can't ever get any of those. Yeah, I mean, he, he, only, he only gave up three hits. Like we talked about, and, and he threw eighty nine pitches. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's the thing. It's not like they were like okay, sixty pitches and you're out right. like the Tigers last year. Yeah. If he, I mean, he threw six. He threw six innings the first start out. So I think that uh, they're they've been okay with that. You're right. The pitch the pitch count was just elevated in that one, but. Uh, yeah, the bid, the bids were crazy. They were high. I think that uh, he's at Boston this week, which should be a uh, should be an interesting and fun start. You mentioned the Boston offense waking up a little bit. Uh, second uh, prize seemed to be Kyle Bradish in in Baltimore uh, off the off the really good start this week. He looked really good this week, and he, he was throwing hard. There were a lot of clips of him, you know, really spotting his fastball, throwing really hard. It was against uh, St. Louis. He had eleven strikeouts across seven innings. Um, were you in on Bradish? What uh, what'd you do on this one? Because you felt like he was the you know if you didn't get Kirby, maybe. You dropped in about she was rostered in a lot of 15 teamers and most of the 12 teamers he was available i was not in on bradish um maybe i should have been um i saw i saw when you put his name on the outline i was like eh, oriole starter yeah uh, although I, oral stars have been pretty good this year yeah i know they have but i mean how many wins are you still getting out of that not many he is getting k's i will grant you that Maybe I should have been more in on him than, and, I, than I was. And has a history of getting K's. He was a 27-minute strikeout guy in 2019 in, a, in, in single A. Yeah. And last year he pitched triple A through 86 innings, 28% strikeout rate, too. The walks are a little bit high there. Um, they're down this year. Obviously, it's only, what, 32 innings. But uh, I just saw a strikeout upside. I saw the swinging strike rate was like over 11% in the minors. Um, mm-hmm. He had 11 strikeouts against the Cardinals. I just I, I thought he had a little bit of upside arm. I was actually outbid. I went aggressive. I, I thought I was going to get – I thought I was going to outbid on Kirby – and get Bradish, and I was gonna be okay with that. I went one twelve, I think, in the main event. I actually got outbid on that. So um, even when I go aggressive, I seem to get outbid, Jeff. Yeah, well, hey, um, you know what? You're you're in the wrong league, then. You know, funny thing is, like Bradish was picked up long ago, or, or not long ago, but the week before in both of my mains. Yeah. So yeah, he was wasn't like, even available. In yeah, my he was like seventy percent rostered going in the fifteen teamers. Yeah. Um, so. That's why I really wasn't on him, I guess. But uh, no, I, I wasn't on him anyhow. I, I didn't get to watch that start against the Cardinals. I wish I would have. I, maybe I would have been a little bit more excited about him. Uh, no, uh, the big, you know, the big second, you know, starting pitching wise, in one of my leagues, Kyle Hendricks was dropped uh, and picked up, obviously, uh, for 77 bucks by Matty Wood. So uh, another guy I was trying to find to see if he was available was Jeffrey Springs. He was available. I didn't get him, at least in the two mains. I did get him in, like, I think in a secondary league. But uh, the thing about Springs is just depth. How late, how deep is yeah. he going to go into games? But there's an opportunity here with the Rays. And if they're they're working on building him up, he could be this year's Rasmussen. I have no idea how the Rays keep winning games. They do, though. They, every, they run prevention. Every time and you look, you're like, oh, they don't look that great. Their run differential is minus one right now. And they're 21 and 14. They just, it's weird. They just, and it's, I'd be like, oh, that's kind of fluky, but they do it every single year. They just find a way to win games and cycle guys through. And um, mm-hmm. it, it's wild there. Um, it's funny you mentioned Hendricks. I, I was just thinking in my head, I don't know what I would have done if he was available in one of my main events. I don't, I can't figure out if I want him, don't want him. You look at, I mean, you're not going to get strikeouts. The walks are elevated from last year. I don't think I really would have been in very heavily on that. Yeah. Um, just, I, I find it hard to trust him. Like if, I, if I'm setting my line stars, I'm like, do I want to throw high Kyle Hendricks? And I don't know how good I'd feel about it every week. I used to be a big Kyle Hendricks apologist. And now I'm kind of like, 
you know how they're you know sometimes reformed whatevers are more right. annoying I, I think i might be that way with him just because of the strikeouts i don't know i got burned pretty hard last year and i it's, i could be wrong enough, he a gem this weekend he did. He, this week against it's the padres i think it uh, sure feels like for a guy who's kind of like supposed to be like kind of rock solid and boring that seems like he throws gems or gets lit. Like it's, there's just, it feels like there's no image. Maybe yeah. just the stuff is so like on the line where it's like, it's so close to being good or so close to being bad that when he's on, he's great. When it's not, it's just, it's hard for him to get around with the lack of velocity and all that. I mean, isn't that just a function of like you, a guy that puts the ball in play a little bit yeah. more often and you're, yeah. you're, you know, you're prone to the vagaries of BABIP. Uh, and it's not just BABIP. It's, you know, yeah. exit velocity, defense, etc. When you throw 89 and you're not totally on with everything, it's just you're going to get hit pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, you know, the last two have been great. You know, he was good. He was good again this weekend against Arizona after being good against San Diego earlier in the week. Yeah. But it, in his last five starts, four of them, he struck out two batters. Yeah. Two. It's hard to, th- it's hard to throw that in weeks when he only has one start. It's just like – it's so hard to go in there getting three or four strikeouts. You're like, it's just, you're just behind, you're behind the eight ball when the, when the, when the week starts. Yeah. If on a team, that's not that great either. I mean, the Cubs aren't, they're not reds bad. They're not pirates bad, but they're, they're still bad. Uh, they are, they are not good. What is, uh, what is their record anyway? They're, uh, you know, they're 13 and 20. They're pretty darn bad. Yeah. That's, uh, that's not, that's not even, that's not even A's bad. That's, 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 that's the A's are better than them. Our A's. Yes. Um, so bad. No. Um, speaking of the A's, uh, this week, um, Chase Silseth, uh, the first guy from the 2021 June amateur draft to make it to the majors wild. Cause he's an 11th rounder. Like, right. Like, you would just never, you're always like, Oh, you know, the top, one of the top guys going to get up quickly, but 11th rounder, um, throwing hard, looked good against the A's faces the A's against this again, this week, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Sarah, Sarah's had a tweet yesterday talking about how his, uh, his stuff plus uh, his metric that he uses uh, looked good and, uh, you know, talking about how, how good he looked and he looked pretty legit. Uh, were you in on Silseth at all? It's a really hard name to say. Yeah, I was. I got him in Ale Only Tout Wars. Oh, that's, uh, a good, that's probably a good league to get him in. Yeah, especially because he gets a start against RAs this week. And, you know, I, I, I kind of view him as a disposable pitcher. I'm going to use him this week. We'll see how it goes. I'm not going to get too married to him, but uh because the following week he gets toronto now toronto is in a bad way right now they've been slumping for like almost like two weeks the offense has been rough but i don't think i'm not buying that being their their level that's the that's the the problem nor am i nor do i want to throw a rookie in his third start ever against that offense correct yeah correct but yes i am i am intrigued with him this week and then we'll move on from there some of the guys out there in deeper leagues who have two starts. We've got uh, speaking of in in Oakland, uh, we have our boy uh, what is it, Zach Zach Logie. I don't even know how to say his name. That's terrible. He was one of the guys that they uh, they traded for in the offseason. He's twenty six, pitched really well in his first start. Uh, Wade Miley, an old friend of yours from the Reds days, he has a, has a two starts this week. Uh, I wasn't interested, then I looked, and it's Pittsburgh and Arizona. Like it's tough to get too much better than that on paper. Were you Correct. in any of the uh, the two start guys this week, either Logie or Miley or anybody else that uh, that piqued your interest that has two starts this week? I just want to be able to say Logue. 
Logue. Is it Logue? Logue? I don't know. I'm just saying that. He's, he's uh, on, he on the A's, and I was watching that game, but I just never paid attention to what the A's announcers were calling him. But uh, right. uh, he's got Minnesota and at L.A. Uh, Minnesota is kind of workable. Uh, at L.A. scares the crap out of me. Yeah, I, I don't really want to touch that. I actually was in on Miley. Taylor Ward hasn't made an out in like a three months. So there, it's, right. always tr- it's, always, it's always troubling when you got to deal with Taylor Ward and like all the lesser guys in this team like Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Classic tactical error to load the bases for Taylor Ward. Um, so I just, uh, he, he, the guy is raking. Like, I just, I can't make fun of Joe Madden for saying he's how good he is anymore. Cause the guy's been awesome. Yeah, I did. I was in on Miley, but man, that line from his first game was scary. Five yeah. walks, one K. He, um, he always scares me. And I looked at the, I looked at the matchups. I'm like, okay, maybe. And then I just, I couldn't get there. I just, uh, I couldn't find myself stomach doing it. I think I, know I got him in scarf. Uh, I know it's Pittsburgh and I know it's Arizona. I know they're both home starts, but I just, uh, I couldn't quite get there. And I, I may regret it. He was really good. Uh, he was really good last year. Right. Uh, with the, was that the last year with the Reds? He was good. Yeah. He was their highest war pitcher. Oh, might say more about the Reds. than doesn't matter. Like, but he, I mean, he had three, three seventy. All right. So let's not, I mean, he was, he was good in that. The whip was one, three, three. So that's the Reds non tendered him though, by the way, uh, non tendered. They didn't want to pay like even the $1 million thing to, not pick up his option. They non-tendered him. Anyway. <laughs> oh, Reds. Um, last guy I want to ask you about. Uh, you say Kikuchi was available in uh, about more than half of the 12-teamers in the FBC. He's 47% rostered there. Um, someone who started out the year rough has turned it around a little bit. His last couple starts, uh, he has seven strikeouts in each of those across 11 to third innings, only three earned runs. Um, are you back in on Kikuchi? Now, you and I both liked him last year. And it got a little ugly later in the year and started out the year gross. But uh, last couple starts have been good. Are you buying any of this? Uh, Toronto has uh, has figured out uh, what they need to do with him. Not necessarily. 17 walks in 27 in 26 innings is pretty gnarly. Yes. Um, Not been great there. But I held him where I had him. Um, like I have, well, one of them's AL Towers. What am I going to do? So I just rolled with him. Yeah. But I think in a, 15 teamer i use them and a 12 teamer i'm still like eh, i don't know I'm, I'm a little wary i mean the k's are there but he's just not going deep in the games yeah. you know six starts 26 innings he has a home seattle and home cincinnati so i do have him at 12 and i'm gonna throw it and see what happens yeah i think if you have him you throw him yeah, yeah i think so too uh what about relievers this week there was not a uh, you know jump in your face you need to pick this guy up right away but uh uh, are you worried about a role as Chapman in New York? Uh, Clay Holmes has been really good. Uh, Chapman blew a game. I think that was on Friday or, or, or I think it was on Friday. Um, are you, the Yankees have been very, very loyal to Chapman. Even when he struggled, they keep throwing him out there. Uh, do you think that's shifting at all? Clay Holmes has um, 17 strikeouts and two walks across his um, 17 innings. Has been very good. 26% strikeout rate, 3% walk rate. 15% swing strike rate. Do you think we're going to see a changing of the guard in the closer job in New York? I do not. And yet I was still in on Holmes because I yeah. think he's just damn good. Yeah, I agree. Um, by the way, Chapman, I think it was Saturday and it was a tie game. So he didn't really blow a lead. Uh, he got the loss though. Uh, and then that one there, that was, an, that was the, the game where Liam Hendricks came in. They tried to get him to get another five out save, which just isn't working this year. It has worked in the past, but it worked really well in the eighth. And then the ninth yeah. was not so good. Yeah, um, but I I'm not worried about Chapman because I'm actually rooting against him. Uh, so I you know, worried Fair. is not the word I'd use. Fair enough. I, I, how how I do you really feel? Cheerleading that. Yeah. Um, 
Um, I think the fact that how, how loyal the Yankees are is the biggest key here. I think they're going to keep them that. But, I mean, you look, it's only 11 and, 11 and two-thirds innings. But, I mean, his strikeout rate is down 16%. Yes. His walk rate is 17%. Like, it's, yep. it's, it's, his I was fading rate, him this year. Yeah, I was too. His swing and strike rate is down 4.5%. The only reason I, 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 I didn't draft him anywhere, so I clearly was fading him too. But I didn't. I just think the Yankees are so loyal to him. But it feels like there is enough here that I'm actually worried. I mean, even last year where he struggled with the walks and all that, his strikeout rate was 40% last year. I mean, yeah. that's still crazy elite. It's 23% right now. If you're going to walk guys and not strike guys out, it suddenly gets a little sketchy pretty quick. Yeah, and you know, he went through some crazy periods last year where he's unusable. Yeah. Uh, it's also his last year. You know, this is the last year of his contract at least. Uh, so loyalty might not be as strong. There might be less reason to be loyal. Uh, Yankees are obviously a good team, but every yeah. game matters. You know, sure. they can't, they, you know, the expanded playoffs, blah, blah, blah. Sure. But this is a team that's also been losing in the playoffs. And part of that is that, you know, they last year they're in the wild one game wild card. They can't afford that. They want to be winning the AL East, getting yeah. that home field. Um, so I, I think that, they're going to pull out all the stops when it, when it becomes necessary. So yes, I was in on the bidding on Holmes, but I didn't get him. I mean, I actually have him in one league in the main, but he's been on my bench the last couple of weeks. I, he'll probably be active this week. We have him in one of our two mains. Um, yeah. I think he feels good enough and they're using him in high leverage spots enough that I think you can throw him as your ninth pitcher when you most weeks now at the moment. Cause I think that unless you have a week where you got a bunch of two start guys and that, that just happened, but um, he's certainly the top of the list of non-closers for me that I, I want to use. It's like him. I like Paul Seawald a lot for a guy who's not really closing all the time. But there's a, there's a few guys in there um, that I'm pretty comfortable throwing as my ninth guy. And, and Holmes has definitely kind of reached that status right now. Yeah. I, I threw a couple dimes at uh, Diego Castillo. Came in a big moment today against the he Mets. Did. Yeah. Stec- um, second rider exploded and, and Castillo put out the fire. But Castillo got raked earlier in the week by the Phillies. So it's, he's, it's not like he's totally free and clear, but – this is also the team where Scott Barlow is our only closer. We have Clay Holmes in that league. We're doing well, uh, but just we have five saves this year, including the one from Barlow today. Uh, I feel like Paul Seawald thinks the Mets fans hate him more than they actually do. I, I haven't he's, been following that saga. He's really upset. They actually, actually think it's not the fans. I think it's front. They, they, I guess they cut him or gave up on him. And he came in twice this week and like was like, Tonight, today, he struck somebody out. I was like giving him the I can't hear you to the Mets fans. I'm like, I don't really think Mets fans even know who you are. So it was, mm-hmm. uh, I guess I kind of like he's trying to just being a little, uh, a little petty and try to fire himself up. But it's just weird. It's like, I, I don't get the feeling like Jesse Winker and the Mets fans have this thing. Yeah, they have a history. Yeah, yeah history. And like he, he has fun with it. I feel like Paul Seawald wants that and it's not really there. It's very, it's very, it was a very strange weekend of Paul Seawald. I'm thinking the Mets fans. Uh, you, you don't want that Paul Seawald smoke. Yeah, right? Like, it was just, I like to see he's a great pitcher. He's, he's been really good, but uh, it was just very strange that I think he thinks people think about him more than they do. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't speak from either of the, the Mets fans or Seawald's perspective. And I hadn't really, I hadn't noticed that actually, to be honest with you. So I missed that moment. So was, uh, uh, was there anybody else reliever wise you were looking at? Like Felix Bautista got a couple saves this week when um, Jorge Lopez is out, but he's, he's back now. Uh, Rowan Wick got a couple saves this week. He's been pitching really well, too. I think he kind of uh, smirched Rowan Wick a little bit in the offseason. Like, ah, how good is he? Is he going to actually close? But uh, Rowan Wick's area is 1 4 2, strikeout rate of 30%. Uh, obviously, David Robertson's on the COVID IL. Um, he threw, he played catch, I think I read yesterday. So probably pretty close to getting back. Mm-hmm. Were you in on any of the relievers? It felt like it was a week where there weren't a lot of closer uh, or even closer specs to really uh, spend some money. You're on. right. I did get 
Wick in one league, just again, I just take guys that maybe even give me a save or two. I just thought it was interesting. It was Wick and not Givens. Uh, and it seemed like it was pretty clear. Like he had a two or two inning save earlier this week. And then they used yep. him kind of a traditional role. Um, it seemed like, and Givens pitched ahead of Wick in that first start. So it seemed like it was Wick right away when, when Robertson was out, which I was surprised by that too. Yeah. I think Givens had one bad blown one earlier, uh, yeah. but he has 20 Ks in 13 innings. So generally speaking, he's been pretty good. Right. Uh, but yeah, um, I, I did. You know, I saw Bautista was available in a league or two, and guy throws so hard. He has more hundred mile an hour pitches than anybody in the Orioles organization, I think, in the last twenty years, um, something like that. I mean, it, it's he's he brings it. Um, yeah, but Jorge Lopez has been bringing it this year and has been good. So, he's really but good. it's never usually a bad idea to fade Jorge Lopez, generally speaking. So uh, yeah, I, I was in on him as like some secondary bids. Yeah, he was like my seventh or eighth down. I actually got him in one of my main events just because, like I said before, I get outbid on everybody. But uh, mm-hmm. so we'll see. I mean, you know, it was eight bucks. If he, uh, you know, maybe he slides in that role a little bit. Maybe they start sharing a little bit. If not, it's a pretty easy uh, 80s drop there. But uh, let's talk about offense. Uh, I feel like uh, I'm always searching for offense uh, this year, especially with, you know, some of this uh, down offense stuff. But the big prize this week, uh, we talked about it a little bit last week. I called up, uh, I think last Sunday, was Alec Thomas in Arizona. Um, as I looked at offense, it seemed like he was the uh, he was kind of the bell of the ball this week. Got most uh, most bids, mostly in the triple digits in most leagues. He was one sixty nine in one of my main events. Uh, he was uh, even think I think higher than that. he was two seventeen in my other one where I needed offense. I actually went high and it went one eighty seven, and that was the backup bid. Um, I don't love he hit fifth the other day, which is which is nice, but I just like him as a player. Um, you know. We've seen so many rookies fail this year that who is really going to get, but I feel like there's some, uh, there's some legit, like really good hitter uh, upside in him. Yeah. Um, had a pretty good day on Saturday, two for three of the walk, uh, had his first homer this week. Hasn't tried to run yet. Yeah. You know that, and that's sometimes something you see with prospects is that they run a little less frequently once they hit the majors. And it's not like this. It's not like he was, it's like he's Vidal Brujan. He's been stealing 40 bags in a season. It's no, well, but he had like twenty. Yeah, he had like thirteen last year and fifteen. Like it, it has to be part of his game to run to work fantasy wise. Though he's not yeah. a he's not a fifty home run guy, but I think he's a I think he's a batting average guy. I think he's a runs guy if they move him up the league. But he's got to steal those. And I don't even know what I call it. But he's got to steal a little bit, being maybe ten to twelve bags to really work. But uh, mm-hmm. the profile all kind of shows a guy who's he doesn't strike out a lot, which I like. He's uh, kind of under twenty percent in the in the minors in twenty twenty one and this year. Um, I think he's just a really good hitter. Hard hit rate so far is obviously a really small sandwich, but hit some hit some balls hard. Had a uh, I think he had a couple of uh, barrels already. I think he's got two. Uh, he has two barrels already. So I think that uh, as I watched a couple of his at bats, he had a nice home run to left center the other night. Where uh, you know I was like, oh, it might be involving the gap and just carry. We haven't seen that a lot this year. Um, I think he actually might be a pretty good hitter. I don't know how much of a fantasy stud he's going to be, but I think he could be in a in a deeper league. I think he's in kind of an every week uh, fourth, fifth outfielder for teams. I could see it. Yeah, I can definitely see it. Um, I, I was, I bid on him, but not enough. I knew he'd go for over 100 in most places. Uh, one of my online championships, he went for 88, which is pretty nice. But in most cases, he has triple digits, and I didn't feel like he was a triple digit player. Now, I could be wrong. I was wrong about I wasn't aggressive enough on Taylor Ward. Uh, I don't think it's a you know it's the same situation because it's a worse lineup and in a worse spot in the order. What's uh, speaking of Taylor Ward? Just because we're talking about him, what uh, what do the Angels do with Joe Adele? He's homering every game in in the minors, not every game literally, but pretty much every time you look at the stat, um, your stat line, you know Adele homer, and he's hit like four hundred sixty foot home runs. He had a ball at the scoreboard in Las Vegas today. Um, his defense was terrible. Uh, Ward's playing well. Trout's healthy right now. 
Um, do you think they just let him rake in AAA? Like, I don't know. It's just a tough situation. I don't know how you handle that when he goes down there and obviously doesn't need to be hitting AAA. He's figured that out, but didn't figure out the majors at all. It's a weird – he's clearly not a quad A guy anywhere near that yet, but uh, I don't know where he fits in for them right now. Well, it's the defense, man. Yeah, um, it, was, it was legit bad, too. Yeah, there, there's some – you know, there, I remember Patrick Sandoval's start where – he just took this Magellan-esque route against the White Sox. And it was a costly – it was costly. It was a C versus C, so it was a really tight game. And the Angels were put behind the eight ball because of that. And I think it even was scored as like a hit and an error or something like that. And it, it just it was very costly. Uh, so that's why I think it's going to be a while still. I mean, he could – he could hit 800-foot homers. I mean, granted, it's in Vegas. It's like hitting off the moon. Um, you know, yeah. it, and it was it was it was really hot there too. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, we know he's got that. And how many times have we talked about how? Okay. Yeah. The the gap right now between AAA and the majors is as big as it's ever been in terms of the quality of the pitching. I'll tell you what, though, poor Magellan. Like the guys has straights named after him. He discovered a bunch of stuff, and you're comparing him to Joe Adele's routes in the outfield. Yeah, I know. I know. I'll, I'll 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 go Columbus next time or something. Guy, guy's been dead for what six hundred years or something like that. No, he yeah. can't he can't argue back. You know, <laughs> even his relatives are dead. So, uh, what about other offensive players? There seemed like there were a lot of uh, a lot of like drop guys who had been dropped in twelve teamers. We got like Will Myers, uh, Luke Voigt uh, got dropped in a lot of places. They're both back off the IL. Uh, Kyle Lewis is coming back. What are we doing in terms of offense? Is there anybody you really uh, after Alec Thomas? I feel like it kind of just was wide open after that. Yeah, uh, I looked at a little Jace Peterson playing a lot from Milwaukee, eligible at four positions, which I kind of need right now. Like it was, it was one team where I was like, I, I could really use a second baseman and an outfielder, and I kind of just grabbed one guy for both spots, and hopefully it fills in there. Uh, we had Rafael Ortega with the Cubs of a nice schedule. We have Sam Hilliard and Jonathan Daza in Colorado. Yeah, um, what were it you gets pretty thin of? pretty fast, yeah. It does, but like it, it was like Alec Thomas and then a bunch of names who are mildly interesting but not doesn't jump off the page. What were you doing offensive week? Is there anybody you really uh, really wanted to get on teams? No. Um, I were in on Will Myers, but I was okay if we didn't yeah. – we were like uh, 39 yeah. or 19 and something like that. He had, a, he, had a really, he had a really good weekend, but he was he really did. bad. He was really bad before he got hurt. I was uh, – I'm usually a Will Myers guy. Kept him in the main event. I didn't drop him, so I, I would really uh, like him to be good. But um, it was just one good weekend, and you know he was really bad before he got hurt. I, I also picked up Travis Demaret uh, oh, in, right. in one of my two mains. So Pete, we'll see how that works. He's getting a lot of playing time. He's got a little something here, a little something there. Um, I think Acuna will probably come back this week. But even when Acuna is back, Demaret was playing. So yeah. I think he he's got potential to be useful for a while. I mean. It, the, the outfield, they've been needing that one extra outfielder for a while. Atlanta has, so I'm sticking with him. Yeah, I mean, he had 20, he had 21 home runs in, in AAA last year and only 81 games. I remember a couple weeks ago when he was he hit that inside the park home run and got a little bit of tension. And um, I looked at him and I was surprised. I didn't know he was quite the power guy. He's he's like he's 27, has been in the minors for a while, but um, there's a lot of pop in that bat. If he can kind of get some playing time, I, I do like that as an ad. He hit a ball earlier this week that. That was ball go far. It was yeah. it was a no doubter. I remember that. I mean, he's um, gonna he's gonna strike out a bunch, but uh, you know he could be a batting average risk. Only hit pretty well in the minors last year, but it's a, it's a legit pop in that bat. Yeah, it is. Uh, my favorite pickup uh, in 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 leagues where he's available. Danny Jansen is back for the Blue Jays. I actually picked him up in picked him back up in the main event last weekend and started him because I just didn't want to risk out on losing him. 
Um, I really like, we talked about him a bunch, but I liked how he finished the second half last year. Yeah. He was only, he was available in 65% of the 12 teamers. So where he was available, uh, I was going after that hard. Cause I tell you what, we talk about how catchers being bad catchers really awful this year. There are so many guys, like even like Christian Vasquez and some of these guys were like middling guys. We're like, Oh, they'll be fine. But a lot of catchers. Been really oh, bad. Talk like, to me about Christian Vasquez. Yeah, I, I have nothing. Him. Um, yet there were a lot of catchers I was interested in this week. Danny Jansen, uh, yep. and then William Contreras, I was interested in for the Ooh, Braves. Homers every time they play him, right? It's, it's and he's wild. playing, he played uh, DH on Saturday. Uh, and there, there was a, a report on the broadcast that he's going to do more DH and maybe some outfield, even too. Uh, and then finally, uh, our ace, Christian Bethencourt, yep. um, played first base today, has two stolen bases so far on the season. Former- Is that something you might be interested in? I picked him up two weeks ago when he was kind of starting to get more at bats, and then uh, I ended up dropping because he had a bad week. But I mean, he's a former like top hundred prospect, right? Like when he was with Atlanta, like he was a pretty, uh, a mm-hmm. pretty, a pretty uh, big prospect, and then hasn't really done much with it. But they dabbled in pitching for a while, and yeah, you look at a hard, hard contact so far. It's only sixty eight plate appearances, but forty eight percent, twelve percent barrel rate. Um, there's been a little bit of flash here, and I, I, I like that as a pickup, especially with the catcher eligibility. If he can get some time, you know, Seth Brown has not done a lot, and if uh, he can kind of maybe share some time at first base there, um, as a as a guy who's catcher eligible, and there it's really tough to find him. He might be kind of interesting. Yeah. No, I said I was interested. In him. I didn't get him. Uh, that's the problem. You but get, like you in Ale Tell Wars, he went for yeah. like sixty nine bucks. I was like, what? I, I was in. That's a hundred dollar. That's a hundred dollar budget. Right? No, no, no. It's a thousand. Oh, okay. For some reason, yeah. I thought a hundred. No, head. labor is a hundred. Okay. That would be insane. Um, since we're talking catchers, uh, Anthony Gialdi in the chat, Doug, Reg's question for you. Uh, Tyler Stevenson, he's a DH mostly. He's a superstar. How do you feel about that? Well, so, and Jeff Brantley channeled that a little bit. So that the, the genesis for that comment is Saturday took a ball off his mask uh, yeah. and had to leave, got dinged up. And that's had like a concussion third, earlier this season. Like third kind of headshot this year, right? Yeah, and he yeah. he's fine. They, they, he, he, he cleared concussion protocol, but – Earlier this year, he had the collision at home plate against the Padres uh, and was put on the IL because of that. And he was out. It was legit out. It wasn't just like a couple of days. Um, Yeah, he can hit. He can rake. Uh, And, yeah, the thing is, you know, there's no one really else that can, you know, that that's coming up at, at catcher for the Reds. So I think, you know, the fact is, if you get a catcher that rakes, you got you have big advantage on other teams. However, the Reds have 17 other holes. So, and Votto's still out right now, which is, is he, tough. Uh, is he back like later this week? Probably. It sounds I like. haven't heard a thing about he, him. He was playing, he was in a rehab. He was, he's rehab. You saw the pictures in Louisville. Did you see those? I did not see that actually. He was, so. uh, they was, it was Dr. Strange night. So he was wearing oh. a Dr. Strange Jersey. Of course um, he was, but he is hitting. So he was hitting hit yesterday in Louisville. Um, I saw a quote from They'll David. probably be back. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a joke of David Bell. I think it was on Friday saying he's going to go rehab. They, they hope to get him back for the Toronto series, which I think is next or is this weekend coming up. Is that right? It is this week coming up. Yes. Um, so and the impression I got was maybe we're looking at him. Maybe and it, it was kind of a combo of getting over the COVID, but also maybe getting some rhythm. And you know, he was he was Avada was obviously so bad. Maybe they give him. They only played two games against Cleveland, so they have two off days. So maybe let him just hit for three or four days down there. And then I think he's going to be up for the Toronto series. Be my guess. Yep, and then they're back home next week uh, for seven against the Cubs and the Giants. So uh, yeah, we'll see about that. I know, uh, yeah. So so that yeah, you should be coming back pretty soon. I know Senzel is also on a rehab, yeah. uh, so he sh- we picked Senzel up and actually a league there too because hope ring you know hope is eternal. Yeah, all I that. Mean, at some point I, I like that too. In a fifteen teamer, I think that he's uh, playable if he can just ever stay on the field. 
Uh, appreciate the nice comments in the chat from uh, from David. Uh, said uh, thanks for the show. Uh, thanks for doing it. We uh, we appreciate that. Uh, good question for you, Jeff. When's Adley Rutschman coming up? Question for you, dude. Uh, I don't no. know. It's just uh, it seems I, I'm sure there's some um, playing Tara, uh, you know, service time manipulation going on here. Then he was obviously hurt um, in AAA so far this year. He's only hitting 222, so it's not like he's forcing into his hand right now. I think it's one of those things. Like as soon as he gets hot, he'll probably get called up. I mean, he, he's only played nine games at AAA. They kind yeah. of brought him, you know, they, they did the progression, you know, high A, double A, because he, he was he was he was actually legit hurt with the triceps injury. So I think it'll be second, first week of June. So, I, was gonna, yeah. I was actually going to say June 1. I think he's got two more weeks. Yeah, I think that's probably it. He's If I he mean, gets hot, then, yeah. Then and I mean, might you push can't. that a little bit, but. You can't displace Robinson Chernos anyway. I mean, it's just I would never think to try, Scott. I think <laughs> I mean, that guy's got a guy's got a 30% strikeout rate, no home runs. He's hitting 141. Like at some point, uh, you just gotta play that bat and line up whenever you can. Yeah. If you want to look at schedules, uh they're they got a big homestand this week. Yankees and 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 Rays. Then they go on the road at Yankees at Red Sox. Do you I Mike? The question is, do you want them to debut at home? You probably do, right? Oh, sure, I would think so. I mean, that's uh, that's their that's their cornerstone prospect. I think you do. And I, I actually heard earlier too that they want to bring him, Grayson Rodriguez, and DL Hall up at the same time. Kind of like he's been working with them together. They kind of like, okay, here's the next generation. So that often serves to delay it a little bit, but. Yeah, so I think we're looking still at June at some point in time because are of the that. are the Grayson Rodriguez bids when he gets called up higher than the George Kirby bids? Mm, they should not be. As much as I like him as a prospect, it's the team context is worse. Yeah, um, I think I think we're at a spot too where teams have less uh, fab money too. But after this week, for sure. Yeah, thirty-seven percent strikeout rate so far in, in AAA though. That's uh, that's that pretty, good. That's pretty spicy right there. And he was yeah. he was over forty percent last year in A and AA. Like I think he's uh, it's gonna be a lot of buzz for that. I think you're right. Maybe not be as high, just I think it's gonna be more of a function of the time of the year. People won't have as money, but I think uh, I think the percentage of fab on him will be pretty good too. And to answer Kobe Jetty's uh, question, Grayson versus Max. I think I go Max. Um, again, team context matters. Uh, we are you know. It's a bad way to evaluate pitchers on who's better, but we do chase wins in our game. And I think it's wins are going to be hard to come by in Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, I, every time I want to answer that, I look at the strikeout rates on Grayson Rodriguez and I get pretty excited, but uh, I think I probably that's go. A fa- that's a, that's fair. Yeah. I go Max Meyer probably a little bit, but uh, I, can I just have both of them and call it a day? Yeah, sure. We can go rookie. We can go rookie pitcher. Man I, have, I, have, I haven't used any fab yet. So I, I, I might be able to actually get somebody at some point. Yeah, I haven't had too many big wins yet so yeah. far this year. I didn't. I did win. Uh, I I did win. Um, Kirby and yogurt though, so oh, I got nice. that going for us there. So I got that. But how much? Uh, how much was that price? It was around three fifteen or so. Oh, all right, so you went. You went pretty aggressive there. I was. I was aggressive. I needed it. Uh, three thirteen runner up was two fifty nine. Uh, so yeah, that was the one. Uh, yogurt was the one spot I got. Uh, I got Alec Thomas. I got him for like one something. No oh, nice. It was, but. 
Uh, quick, few quick news and notes. I want to ask you about a couple players at the end. We're going to go pretty quick on those, though. But uh, we, most of the news and notes we've actually hit. We talked about Tyler McGill. We talked about Jesus Cesardo. No real timetables yet. Both of them are a little bit like up in the air with, uh, oh, it's not that serious. But, and obviously both young pitchers, you mentioned the velocity gainers. Uh, I think that uh, the teams are probably, as we get a little bit further, I think the teams are pretty, pretty conservative with both of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a bummer. Those are two guys that really had broken out this first month, and it was it was fun. Uh, Austin Meadows went on the aisle today. He's having some inner ear infection. Uh, there, it was a funny um, – he has dizziness and nausea. There's actually a funny uh, typo on the whoever the beat writer there had put. To, instead of lightheadedness, they put lightheartedness, like he wasn't taking his uh, inner ear infection Didn't seriously. take it very seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't take it seriously. Obviously, it was lightheadedness, uh, but kind of scary there. It sounds like he, he, yeah. he, wasn't, he wasn't playing. Then he played one game, came after one at bat. Um, it's one of those things like they just need to figure out what's going on, but I always hate those things. You just, there's a little like – you know, if you have, you have an injury, we know it's going to be fixed. You just never know when stuff like that's going to be fully fixed. So hopefully it's uh, hopefully it's quick because you never like to hear guys going through those kinds of symptoms. Yeah, and I've heard it called vertigo now. And that's, you know, I I, I mentioned this on the XM show, but it reminds me of Nick Kosaski. And I'm, I'm making Ooh. I'm making another current reference there. I'm, I'm really was, good at that. Nick Kosaski was really good. He was. Yeah. He was. His just, career was completely derailed. Didn't, by uh, didn't Astros Glenn Davis have that too? I think you're right. And he was, right a, he was a masher too. Like that in the mid eighties, that dude's hit 30 bombs when 30 bombs in the Astrodome was impossible. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure a was actually bit by a spider and that's what happened with him. Oh, Glenn Allen Hill would not like that. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Another many, topical reference there. How many nineties topical reference can we have go over people's heads in, in 90 seconds? That was pretty good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you and I could really talk about baseball for a long time, couldn't we? We just have all kinds of the same stories. Um, Manny Margot, bummer here. He was really starting to get hot. He went in the aisle with a hamstring strain. Uh, we've talked about this many times. I hate hamstring strains for a guy who you want reliance on stolen bases. This one worries me a little bit. I hope uh, I hope it's minor, but he was someone that had been really good so far this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, did you go hard after Vidal Brujan if he is available? I uh, I did not. Did you? I did not go hard after him. He was, I don't think he was available in too many of them, first of all. Uh, but I think he will play. You know, he's got to be able to hit. He hasn't hit yet. Uh, so that, that that's kind of a, but I mean, he, he has that 20 stolen base upside in a short period of time where he could just, he could just crush. But he also very easily could, you know, hit 070 like he's hitting right now and get sent back down. Thing is, Josh Lowe's struggling at AAA. He's striking out a ton. Yeah, warming up a little bit over the weekend. He get a couple of home runs, and but the, the strikeouts, I think he had like 15 Ks his first 21 at bats in, in AAA or something like that. It was crazy. Uh, has been a little bit better, but yeah, yeah. that's one that uh, you wonder uh, you wonder who how long they'll wait there. I'm looking at Bruhan. He was picked up in 20 main event leagues. Uh, the high was 68, the low was 6. So not... Uh, Right, a ton of bidding. The highest bid, yeah, uh, sixty-eight. Um, yeah, not. To, I just, I think last year kind of took some people off that. And the Rays, how they move guys in and out, it's just hard to play guys in the Rays if it's not coming. It's one of their, one of their, you know, main guys. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Bruhan, actually, he was, I think, available still, available and not picked up in one of my mains. Yeah, interesting. That's an yeah, oversight. I mean, and it's a, it's, I mean, he got, I got 44 stolen bases in the minors last year. So it is a, right. Someone who does, if he plays and get on base, uh, can, can run a lot. But you look at his, I mean, this week he played, he played, uh, the 11th and the 14th. He pinch ran in two game in the game. And just, I don't know, he's playing like he's playing half the time. It's just so hard to use those guys. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Which is why my bit in the league where I did bid on him was tempered. 
You mentioned uh, Ronald Acuna earlier. Um, he sat the weekend with a groin issue. He did call him day-to-day. It seems like they're trying to avoid him on the IL. Mm-hmm. Um, I get the best news here is it's not his, it's not his knee. I was a little bit worried there was like some leg torrents. All of a sudden, it's his groin. So um, at least he avoided anything to do with anything that he's had with the surgery. Last yeah, week. but we hate these muscle injuries, though, yeah, too, though. So. Um, and he, yeah. he'd, been, he'd been stealing bases to the surprise of both of us who were worried the first month was going to be a no-stolen base month for him. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's that's 100% right. So they play on the road at Milwaukee tomorrow. If he's not in the lineup, would you start him the rest of the week? Would you start him for the first half of the week? If he's not in the lineup tomorrow, I'm probably going to be conservative and sit him with the thought that it's two games max with a possibility of zero. Yeah, I think that's If right. I'm in a league where I have to use him for the whole week, he's not playing tomorrow, I'm still using him. I agree with that too. Because you probably get – you hope you get – four probably get four games and then uh, i think the acuna four games is something i want to start for the week but in a half week where i can get the the full weekend of games i'm gonna i'm probably gonna send him if he's not in the lap tomorrow yeah he's probably uh not gonna run as much of course i've been wrong about that right. before he's but... gonna, he's gonna, so you'd lock in three stolen bases tomorrow for sure yep, exactly uh you mentioned clayton kershaw earlier he's making a, a bull he haven't thrown a bullpen session on wednesday Seems like he's progressing and progressing in the right direction. And surprising enough, the Dodgers actually do need him to get back uh, pretty quickly. They're, they're struggling a little bit with the starting pitching uh, situation right now. Uh, Chris Bryant, beginning a rehab assignment this week, could return on Friday. Obviously, that's big news considering they're home all week. So if uh, Bryant's back on Friday, definitely want to get him back in the lineup. Uh, Jeff, we got the season debut of Blake Snell this week. He's pitching Wednesday, 59 pitches his last rehab assignment. If you held on to Blake Snell through all the ups and downs and uh, injuries here so far in the season, would you start him on Wednesday at Philadelphia in his season debut? I think I'd wait a week. I think I'd let him start, make one start because he doesn't go deep. Yep. Um, I think I'd probably just wait a week. I have held him in a couple spots, and that is what I kind of landed on. As I was making Fab this week, I did so with the thought that I was going to sit him at Philly just because, based on matchup, uh, depth, and first start back. Yep. I he gets uh, he takes over Mackenzie Gore's spot. Uh, I actually cut Gore in the league. Um, I don't know. Maybe Gore does. I see that he. we kind of have tentative or penciled for them to go six-man rotation. But, but yeah, starting. Yeah, I guess it'd be – so he would pitch Sunday because they play six games in a row this week. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, one of those guys can get hurt again, but Gore's been really good when he pitched. I mean, I I, I hate seeing like Darvish, Manaya, Musgrove missing turns because they decided to go six-man to protect I know. Clevenger and Snell. Um, tough. It's tough. It is, but because those, I mean, those three guys you mentioned are pretty like take the ball every fifth day kind of guys, and it's uh, yeah, it's tough to to figure it out with those other guys in there. Uh, Jeremy Pena, friend of uh, mine, uh, pretty much a relative of this at this point, missed the weekend. It was very disappointing to me. Uh, he was he was really raking earlier in the week too, but uh, sounds like his injury is pretty minor. But then he they he was going to play today. Then he woke up and he's a little bit sore. So I'm a little bit worried about that, but. Uh, mm-hmm. If uh, if he is uh, ready to go, they the Astros do not. They do play tomorrow. They're playing at Boston. Um, obviously, hoping he's not. That's one of the ones you just check there. Uh, John Gray back off the IL, ready to go Monday. Jeff, you own John Gray. Are you starting him at home against the Angels and at Houston this week? Oof. I probably am, and I'm probably going to hate the result. I mean, he, we've been whipsawed by him so hard so far this year. Yep. Um, I think I'm. I, I have dropped him. The only place I had him, I did not pick him back up. I think I'm actually sitting that one. I don't. Uh, I just don't trust those those two starts at all. If I if I'm, bad starts, if I'm really good in ratios. I need some wins and K's maybe, but like I don't think Texas is gonna. 
they've got to, they got to win those games for him to get a win. Uh, he faces Syndergaard in uh, against the Angels, then he faces Verlander on Saturday. Yeah, you're you're so, talking me out of it now. Yeah, like I just. I mean, Texas is not going to score against Verlander as it is. So that's, uh, I think I'm sitting John Gray this week. Uh, we mentioned David Robertson, uh, Marcus Stroman also with the Cubs, both in the COVID IL, both played catch on Saturday. Uh, Jeff, I have Marcus Stroman in the league, and he was scheduled to maybe face Arizona this week. Do you trust the fact he's going to make a start later in the week enough to pitch him uh, this week? I don't hold the COVID thing against him. Uh, I mean, it's just, that's the way it is. That's just, what happens, right? Right. And he can come off the IL whenever he's ready. So I, it's just. It's a home start against Arizona this week. Yeah, i probably start him. I think so, uh, me too. I assume he's playing catch on Saturday. I means he's around the team, has been cleared, like, medically. It's just a matter of kind of getting it wrapped back up. Yeah. Um, we played catch with a fellow COVID guy. So what are you going to do? Get each other covered? Well, I figure there are other teammates around somewhere in the ballpark, right? Maybe. No, they're on the road and they were, were, were they on the, they probably weren't. Oh, you're right. Team. They were in Arizona. So you're probably right. They're probably playing catch at Wrigley with each other, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there goes, there goes my theory of Marcus Stroman being uh billing a walking around an able right now, but uh, I still think I'm going to, as long as I don't hear anything different, I'm going to throw the home start against Arizona and see where we get at. I agree. Uh, last injury note, Carlos Correa uh, starting to feel better on Saturday. Not the most qu- quote that got me too excited about that, but uh, progressing the right way. But it doesn't sound like it's imminent that he's going to be back. Yeah, I don't know how to read this because at first he wasn't going to go on the IL. Yep. And then, oh, sorry, he is you know, on Tuesday, by the way. Um, thanks. Uh, and now, yeah, I mean, I it, it's a tough call. Uh, like trying to look at their schedule here real quick. Uh, you know, Minnesota's got six games at least: three against RAs and three against the Royals, all on the ro- road. I mean, it'd be very easy for him to, okay, I'll meet you in Kansas City or I'll meet you Monday back home. I mean, yeah. both of those things could happen. I mean, especially when you face A's pitching. Like, he's probably going to want to avoid that anyway, right? He's going to be scared of going 0 for 9 that series. He doesn't want to go Logue, Logue, Logue. He's uh, got a little J-cap on Tuesday, a little Dalton Jeffries on Wednesday. Like that, I mean, that's just, that's 0 for 12 with 10 strikeouts right there. Yeah, nightmare. That's just nightmare fuel. I assume by this point in the podcast, everybody assumes that I'm joking with that. Yes. Um, couple other guys I want to ask you about pit player wise before we jump out of here. Two guys actually. I just want to kind of focus on two at the moment. Um, Justin Verlander is 39 and just freaking dealing right now. It's pretty mm-hmm. amazing. The career path on Verlander is amazing. He's had a couple times where we're like, oh, he's finally done. It's not there. Hmm. Uh, if we're drafting, if say we're back, we go back in time. We know what we know about the first six weeks of the season. Uh, is Verlander going like the start of the second round? Like, what are we talking about? He got some, he got some helium as it was, but man, the dude's been really, really good. And Houston's really, really good too. It, it, it kind of makes me ill, but yes, they're really, really good. Uh, early to mid second round. Yeah. After Scherzer, up- but before mo- most everybody else after, after Scherzer, I think I'm taking Verlander before now. You see Scherzer, not let the person throw out the first pitch today. Yeah, it's kind of a dick move. <laughs> kind uh, of a dick move. Like one of those things is like, oh, he's being maxed, but like, come on, man. Wasn't that on Friday? I think it was that on Friday. Yeah, I forget what it was. Yeah, I it think was, it was. Uh, yeah, I just saw. I saw that clip, and I'm like, oh, it's so some sure sort of ambassador too. It's like, come on, Max. Just... Right. 
I guess better than Garrett Cole, who would have left him, let him go out there and then complain about it later. But still, like, oh, it's still pretty bad. Uh, Bo Bichette, are you worried at all about uh, the first six weeks? At all? We mentioned the uh, the Blue Jays' offense is not quite the behemoth we hoped it was. I mean, the Oscar's back now, so maybe they get going a little bit. But um, Bo Bichette's strikeout rate is up 5%. He has three home runs and three steals, but hit 240, right, 234 after today. Strikeout rate's 25.5%. He was 19.9% last year. Um, hard hit rates up a little bit, barrel rates down a little bit, swing strike rates up to 14%. Um, I'm actually not worried about this, but I see some people who are worried about this. They took him, you know, fifth overall. Um, do you have any concern about Bo Bichette, uh, from what we've seen so far in the first, uh, five or six weeks? This is uh tales of woe Bichette. Um, good Lord. No, you, you know, that whole theme on Twitter though. I do. Yeah. Yeah, Bro Bichette and yeah. Yeah, Bo Bichette joins the fraternity. Bro Bichette. Yes. Yes. He's Kind of slow Bichette right now. A um, little bit. The K's bother me. Um, other than that, no. Uh, I, I I think this is actually in trade leagues. I think this is a buying opportunity, except chances are his fantasy manager is married to him anyhow. Yeah. And you're probably excited to get him. So, yeah, we can tell you to buy low and only in the like more – you know, inexperienced leagues, is that ever going to happen? Uh, more often than not, you're, you're not going to be able to pull it off. But, yeah, I mean, it's bothersome that he's striking out more and swinging and missing more. Absolutely. Yeah, I think this lineup's just going to kind of – one of these days are going to get going as a team, and they're just going to go crazy for like three weeks, and then we're going to all forget this. I, I would uh, – in a trade league, not only would I try and trade for him, I'd be pretty aggressive in trying to trade for him. And if his manager was even a little bit worried about him, I think I'd try and uh, do what I could to get him. But you're right. It's, you're, if you picked him fifth overall – you're probably pretty, uh, pretty married to him. So yeah. And during this slump, they faced the Yankees six times or five times, I think. Uh, they faced Cleveland, who you know they they can actually suppress runs, and then Tampa Bay, and they faced Houston in that stretch. Guess what? They get Seattle and Cincinnati this week yeah. at back in Toronto too. I think I think gonna, it's yeah. going to be cured. Although and, Hunter Green maybe maybe they'll leave Hunter Green in for 128 pitches <laughs> this time instead. Make sure they right, just I, take care of business. It's it's too bad, man. You got a kid like that. I was hoping he's get the no hitter, but like it's just you lose that game. It's crazy. It's uh, gonna fall off. It's gonna be terrible. There is uh, there's one team in the majors who's not get up a hundred runs uh, allowed. It's the New York Yankees. I don't think I would have uh, predicted that at the start of the year. They've been pitching the ball freaking great. Nestor Cortez, another one today. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, he was great today. Um, yeah, they uh, they're really good. I know the Yankees fans are like, ah, oh, we'll see what happens in October, but. Uh, Yankees are really, really good. They are. They are. Uh, the Dodgers prior to this weekend have been really good at run suppression. Yep. Turns out when you take away all their pitchers, though, it's hard to do that. Are you one who uh, who dislikes the Yankees, or are you kind of uh, neutral on them? I grew up hating the Yankees, but I don't. Yeah. I don't root for, but I don't root against that much. I mean, I, I, I the whole Boston versus Yankees thing gets overblown. I kind of just dislike both after a while. Yeah, um, I I have friends on the Ray that scout for the Rays, so I like the Rays. Um, so I'll root for the Rays, but I mean, I don't hate on the Yankees either because I like a lot of the players on that team. Boston, uh, Boston, Boston's in last place. Jeff, what's going on? And with a bullet too. I mean, they're bad. They're bad right now. I they won three out of their last uh, ten, ten, and they're just yeah, they're bad. I don't, and they don't, I don't feel like they have like the pitching to go on a crazy hot run. And that's usually you want like your pitchers, like they just kind of get rolling. Um, I don't love their rotation enough to think they're going to get really hot. I mean, it's a long season and their offense should get going, but uh, 
I don't know, 12 games back after six weeks is not a not a great start. And you've got a lot of really good teams in between, too. Yeah, I mean, they've thing is, they've won three out of their last five. So, but they lost the five previous games. So that, that's it. Uh, their bullpen's a joke. And yeah, like a legit joke. It's hor every day it's horrible. Yeah. It, today it, today it, was Ryan Brazier who gave it like four runs and he just got smoked. They just have nobody in the back end of that bullpen they have any confidence in. And that's that's a hard way to win games. It is. It is. Uh you know, they they they're off when they've won, they're pounding the ball this last past week. They they had a games where they scored nine, seven, and eleven. So they can do that, but today they lost seven to one against they lost another game five three this week. So they can't win the low the low scoring games at all. Uh they're starting to hit some hits hit for some power again. They went through a huge power slump earlier this year. Which is crazy with that lineup. It's just you never expected that. Last yeah. question for you, Jeff. Last question okay. of the night. Has there ever been a team that had a more embarrassing game seven home performance than the Phoenix Suns? Oh my God. I, I was at a school. What a no show. I was at a school dinner tonight. I watched the first like five minutes. And obviously the winner plays the Warriors. So I was very interested and I was like, I'll tape this. I'll come back and watch it. I saw the huh. score at halftime. I got a drink at the bar. The bartender was locked in the game on his phone. I was like, all right, well, I'll just find out what happens. It was 62 to 27 when I asked him, like, I, I was like, I was like, you can't be serious. Now he's showing me the score on his phone, the TNT thing. They had 27 points in the first half. I, I have no idea how that happens. Luca had more points at yeah. one point in the third quarter than the Suns did. Did you see the, the post game press conference? Someone asked him, "Did you know that?" He's like, "Yes, of course." <laughs> ah, it's beautiful. That's beautiful honesty. I love it. it was no, so both good. games today were very disappointing. Um, yeah, Boston was really good first half, and then all they just ran. Out. I I think Boston's the best team. I think Boston's going to win the title. I thought that at the start of this, but uh, I really I just like I, they play unreal defense, and they have two guys that can get buckets when they need to, and that's it's still winning for me. And they were just hitting all these threes and Milwaukee decided, okay, unless your name's Jason Tatum, we're not going to guard you out yeah. there. And that seemed like a novel inventive plan that just didn't. Grant, Grant Williams had more like threes with nobody within like eight feet of him than I've ever yeah. seen in an NBA game. He was just standing. It was like a point. He missed a couple early and he's like, and he's so open. I mean, he's got, I got to shoot this. Like I can't not take this shot. Yeah. It was so wide open. It was crazy. Hockey was way better than basketball today in yeah. terms of game sevens. It was, I was really looking forward to today in terms of game sevens. They were definitely uh Boston was good for half and they just blew it out. But like that Phoenix game was unbelievably bad. Yep. Ra- yep. Rangers, Rangers won a night in hockey, right? Overtime. Yeah. Overtime. Uh, over the pens. That was, that I'm was not, a good game. I'm not a hockey guy, but uh, it's uh, the playoffs are great. Um, Kobe G in the chat, Mavs Celtics final. Um, you might have to get banned from the chat from that one. Um, I think Dallas, <laughs> I think, I think Dallas, I actually do think Dallas is going to be tough. I think it's going to be uh it's going to be a really fun series. I think Dallas is, uh, is sneaky better than, and everybody now thinks they're good, but uh I kind of thought there was a sneaky, weird matchup for the Warriors as it was. So it, I'm yeah. looking forward to it, though. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's like, "Oh, who do you want to win?" I'm like, "You got to take Dallas because you want the home court advantage for the Warriors." But it's uh, it should be fun. I uh, game six of the Warriors series was as 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 frustrating game as I my daughter learned a lot of new words. The third first three quarters they were so awful with the turnovers. It drove me nuts. I actually stomped out of the room at one point. But uh, and my daughter thought it was really funny when I was calling people names. But uh, it was yeah. not my not my best parenting uh, two hours of my life. But it was fun anyway. Yeah, well, at least they did eventually show up. They I did. mean, the Sixers didn't show up. James Harden, we we got to uh, talk about this. James Harden, what a yeah. that was what a, an embarrassing just, performance. That was a I mean, dog of a performance. You didn't t- what do you take one shot in the second half or something like that? Was, I think two shots in the second half, but it didn't score. Like that's embarrassing. I mean, it just it's and he's quit on two other teams prior to that too. And he would he had series with Houston where they obviously they played the Warriors a lot, so I watched this. He would quit like when he knew the series was over. He would quit on games. It's just like it's just a horrible trait. Like he just what a horrible legacy. Just horrible a, legacy. Yeah, 
That's what people think of when they think of James Harden. Not all these years where he might have been the best offensive player in the league. They think about all the times he's quit on teams, which is a, a pretty bad way to go. And blatantly, yeah. I mean, like that's... not not even like sneaky about it. Like you're right, blatantly. Yeah, and I think once you have it in you to quit, it the barriers to quitting becomes lower and lower every time. So, yeah. anyways, uh, we'll, we'll quit talking about James Harden. Uh, yeah. But. It was bad, really bad. This yeah, week. it was. But uh, I enjoyed all the baseball talk. As always, uh, if you want to follow Jeff on Twitter, he is at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jensen. We're obviously talking a lot of baseball there, a little bit of basketball on my feed too. I apologize for that. But uh, we'll, we could, if you want to talk basketball, we could definitely do that there. Uh, if you can please rate or review the podcast. Also, that goes a long way towards helping us out. Jeff, will be uh, next Sunday's, uh, we'll be back, right? Indeed. You're good. I, I never know what schedule wise, but I think I'm good for next Sunday too. Uh, again, appreciate everybody listening. Appreciate all the comments in the chat. It's really fun to see that people are uh, watching us live and enjoying this. I know it's late on Sunday night, so we really appreciate that too. Other than that, hope everybody has a great week and we're back at you next Sunday night. Take care.